Hello, everybody. Thanks, and welcome to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Thanks for tuning in again today uh, for uh, the next installment. Today, we are actually going to be uh, talking about epic movies that uh, people overlook the simple solutions within those movies. Uh, so, you know, in, in light of this, the reason why we're doing this episode today is because Aurora feels, uh, after watching uh, some of these various movies on the list, is that... Uh, she wishes that she was in the movie. Uh, she she wishes that she was there to, uh, you know, fix everybody's problem really quickly. Um, essentially, this list is it's, it's based on the movies. You know, so if there's something in there that's a book, you know, there, there's things that may be in the books that uh, are not in the movies that maybe explain some of these things and, and why it wasn't a simple solution. However, we're only going based off of movies um, and what was told in the movies. So... Um, essentially, uh, here, what we are trying to, uh, come across is times in movies that it's not a personal choice. It's not something that someone was lazy about or just forgot, you know, it's something that wasn't really like a human, uh, j just a, a casual human error of laziness or something like that. Uh, you know, cause you, you could sit there and say that about a lot of movies, a lot of characters in movies, and we'll probably do that. We'll probably have a, uh, a quirky episode, uh, about, you know, uh, ditzy, uh, decisions in movies or ditzy times in movies that, um, caused the entire conflict of the movie. Right. And it all could have been fixed if someone just didn't have a, a brain fart or something at that time. So we'll probably do an episode about that, but this is beyond that. This is something that is, you take the concept of the entire conflict and there's a simple solution you didn't have to go through all this hard painstaking uh things like work smarter not harder right it's kind of that uh idea here so uh with that being said uh these are the ideas and concepts that aurora has come up with that would have fixed uh all the issues in these movies uh you know it could have possibly saved countless lives in these movies uh it could have saved a lot of uh time <laughs> and and probably would have killed the movie off anyway uh, if this had happened because in many cases the movie would not have occurred. Uh, however, uh, you know, Aurora does want to come up with these uh, solutions and uh, kind of put these things out there for you to sit back and think, yeah, you know what? Maybe the whole basis of that conflict or that movie was a little far-fetched. Uh, and that's that's what we're kind of thinking here. So the first one uh, that we're gonna we're gonna talk about is uh, Jaws, a movie of an ocean town being terrorized by a giant shark. Okay, now I know there are diehard Jaws fans out there. Um, there are people that just love the franchise, and uh, they were very upset when the Jaws ride left uh, Universal. Uh, studios uh, down in Florida and uh, you know just just very very sad about that and, and I understand it was a huge part of all the commercials marketing material it was a really great ride I personally didn't get to experience that ride uh, so I so I'm a little bummed out by that as well and and there's a huge like I said a huge cult following of people that just love the Jaws movies okay nothing wrong with that I mean you, people can enjoy whatever movies they want to enjoy uh, there's no issues there. We're not downing a movie by any sense uh, in in talking about these things uh, on today's episode. However, this giant shark is in the ocean. It is terrorizing uh, the oceans, uh, the beach area of this town. And uh, this town thrives on its 
you know, tourism to the area. It thrives on its fishing and things like that in the area. And so, you know, it's, it creates a big dilemma. However, Aurora and I believe there is not a dilemma. If you don't want to die, stay out of the stupid water. We just don't get it. We don't get it, guys. I mean, one, Aurora's not a big fan of the water anyway. She doesn't like the oceans. Uh, pretty much every wave in the ocean is uh, too tall for her. And so she, she really much, uh, very much doesn't enjoy uh, the ocean, the beach, uh, when it comes to the waves hitting her. And uh, for that reason, she doesn't understand why people have to go. <laughs> why do people have to go to this beach, if any, you know, why do you have to go to this beach? Uh, why do you have to go get in the water? Like, seriously, if you're worried about the shark eating people, don't get in the water. Clear, simple answer. Uh, you know, people talk about how the ocean beach is vital to the economy there. Move on. Move on, guys. Get past it. I mean, people do it every day. Uh, you know, various cities and towns have had to change and uh, you know, leave places due to economic statuses. You know, people leave areas all the time due to economic decline. It's sad, but it's real. You know, I, I grew up in an area that very much was uh, thriving on, uh, you know, one particular piece of economy. And, you know, when that economy, you know, kind of dried up in a way because of some, you know, government decisions and things, it, it really went downhill. I uh, went downhill, and the population there is not like what it used to be. Uh, it's not growing the way it was. Uh, the, uh, you know, just the, the economic area, uh, the economic system in the area is not what it used to be. I mean, it was kind of a small town feel when I was still growing up, and we didn't have Walmart. We had a Kmart. We had uh, tons of little shops. Uh, we had various uh, little shops and and you know you knew people that were there you had a diner called circle T you know you had um, Joe's uh, Joe Superette the the market right the head of the holler um, and I call it a holler but at the end of the you know little cul-de-sac where everybody lived you know you had a little supermarket there that you know we would always go and pick up some groceries and things there you had all these various um, you know, little commodities like that that were not, you know, franchises and chains and, and, and all those things. And it, it was really great. It was really great. It provided a lot of jobs, provided a small, um, close-knit community, and everybody was supporting everyone. It was, it was great. It was a really good time. Now, over time, they built a Walmart. And like I said, the industry that, you know, really built the entire area started declining. So Walmart was built. All the small businesses, you know, started going out of business, couldn't keep up and, and start making, you know, pennies to the dollar uh, compared to what they used to make. And then now you've got, um, you know, Walmart in town who is, you know, they only need a fraction of the employees based on automation and things that they've done now as opposed to these other places. And, yeah, there's no jobs in the industry that, you know, really made that place boom. So it's really kind of went downhill and declined. And that is something that here in Jaws, fine it happens it happens every day it's a sad thing but when there's a shark like look just because walmart's built doesn't mean people are going to die because walmart's built walmart doesn't go and kill people right um <laughs> so the fact that there is a shark in the water that can kill you just don't get in the water and there's no issue now so the entire movie the entire conflict 
of this movie could have been avoided if people would have just realized to stay out of the dang water. Move. Move to another beach area. You know, hours, miles away. You know, hundreds of miles away. Hours away from where this shark was residing. And, and start up your fishing business there. Start up your tourism business there. Move everything. Move all your assets. Move your family to a, a place that can still thrive. I mean, that's what people do. They adapt to survive and thrive in, in, the, in the world, in the economy and things. And people should have done that there. I just don't understand why people just had to hang on to it. Um, so, again, talking about it from the movie sense, this is something that could have been a very simple solution uh, to, the, to the massive conflict that was there in this movie. Um, next up, this is one. And, and the Jaws one is one that I think a lot of people do bring up every now and then. But, uh, you know, the same thing goes for movies like, you know, Deep Blue and, um, you know, The Meg and, and some of these, you know, other shark movies and things like that like that, that they're coming out with. Um, although I do like some of the concepts to, you know, Deep Blue Sea. Like, I, I think there's a lot more concepts to that, something a little more tangible uh, that makes it more uh, intricate of a movie. So I, I do appreciate that one a little bit more, um, you know, genetic enhancements and things like that. So, like, we kind of created that problem, and there's more than one shark in that movie. So uh, definitely different aspect when you're when you're kind of thinking about it uh but still at the same time just stay out of the dang water man uh, it's not like they're gonna st start sprouting legs and walk around you know next up we'll move on uh, this one is not known as well or talked about that much well no this one actually is uh this one is talked about very frequently and i don't believe in the books uh this is really actually given a reason why it can't happen um but anyway, it's Lord of the Rings. They need to get this ring to Mordor, right? And even in the prequels, The Hobbit, they have to get these hobbits to uh, the Lonely Mountain, right? So both of them, they're trying to get to a certain destination, right? One of them to get there, and then there's a whole thing that's going to happen after they get there. The other one, that's the entire thing is to get to mount doom that's that's the entire reason is to get there and get rid of the ring right and then everything's done like the, the whole quest the the conflict the entire story done problem solved right so throughout the story there's beloved character deaths there's multiple wars that pop up etc the adventure brings together rohan and gondor again and brings alliance to men so there's plenty of good things that happen, you know, Gondor and, and Rohan, you know, are brought together. I mean, that that's something that wouldn't have happened if this quest had, had not taken place. Uh, you know, the uh, brings an alliance between men. There's also a little alliance that starts to happen again between elves and men. Okay, there's a relationship with uh, Gimli and Legolas that is a dwarf to elf relationship that starts out, and and later on we find out through. You know, various readings that you know, that makes a huge impact on the dwarf and elfish community uh, later on for many years. So plenty of good things, uh, if not great things, that occurred from you know this journey having to take place. Uh, so we're we're not negating that by any means, but we're saying, however, it would have been better. Would it have been better to not have these wars, to not have hundreds of people die, to not have? Uh, you know, various women become widowed and children uh, fatherless or, or even wifeless because, you know, entire villages were raided and things. Like, there's a lot of bad that came from this as well. 
And so, look at it. The Ents wouldn't have been wiped out. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't. They you well not wiped out, but they they weren't wiped out anyway. But they wouldn't have died. There's plenty of Ents that would not have died. Uh, Theoden would still be alive. Boromir would still be still be alive, etc. I mean, there's there's plenty of characters that died that wouldn't have had to. Here's the answer. Use the eagles to fly the ring to Mordor. Now, if you're not familiar with Lord of the Rings, uh, toward the ends, the end of the first uh, movie or the end of the first trilogy, these uh, giant eagles fly in. Um, you know, basically uh, communicated with by uh, Gandalf for the most part. I, I believe is the case. I can't. I don't think in the movies it's stated that he's the reason that they came. But they came to get the hobbits from Mordor and take them uh, back to safety after they were going to die from the volcano erupting. So these eagles are big, giant, massive eagles that pick them up, fly them around, right? Now, in the prequels, they're used uh, a bit more. They're, they actually come and fight in the war of the, you know, the seven armies. And then the eagles come uh, and pick up uh, the hobbits and Gandalf when they're about to fall off the cliff and die um, at the, toward the end of, uh, I believe, the first movie, maybe the second, whatever it is, and they drop them off on this really tall cliff, which to this day I still don't understand why they did that because it probably took them forever to get down from that place. But so these eagles have shown up multiple times. They're not senseless beings. They're not just pure animals. They have thoughts. They are very intelligent. They can communicate. And so the challenge I have with this is the entire goal for the first movie, um, going into the second movie for the dwarves, is to take this to get the stupid dwarves to the lonely mountains. If the eagles are flying by to pick them up anyway, just drop them off at the stupid lonely mountain. Just drop them off there. That way they don't have to worry about going through Lake Town and all the crap that they had to deal with with that. Like, no, just. Just fly them there. Save them a ton of time, right? That would have been very easy, okay? Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Totally would have been great. Second, in the second in the in the you know first trilogy that came out, Lord of the Rings, fly the stupid hobbits to Mordor. Fly them to the entrance and let them walk in and destroy the stupid ring instead of all these wars, all these people dying. Like just fly them there, okay? Here's the arguments people have against this because people have tried to say, "Oh, well, that's you know that it's not so simple. It's you know it's it's more complicated than that." And you know people have tried to people have tried to make that argument, right? So their arguments are that um, one, these eagles are not just up for hire. You know, it's not just like you can just ask so much of them. Seriously, because they stopped. And on their own decided they wanted to come and be a part of a war that was happening at the end of The Hobbit. They live and are a part of this world. So I'm pretty sure if the world's going to get destroyed, if uh, Sauron ends up taking over, it's pretty dang important for them to get the ring to Mordor. So I'm pretty sure they'd be fine with doing that and saving tons of lives in the, in, at the same time. Like, duh. People also say that, you know, Gandalf can't just ask so much of them. Well, he asks, if he's asking anything of them, the one thing he should be asking is to fly the hobbits to Mordor. People say, oh, well, you know, the eagles are these really powerful entities themselves. So, you know, the ring would corrupt them. Yes, I'm not talking about the eagle taking the ring. 
to Mordor. I'm talking about the eagle picking up the hobbit and taking the hobbit to Mordor. So that gets around that excuse. There's no actual full excuse that really lets you understand why this is not a simple solution. There's really not. So there you go. That's it. Take the stupid eagles and get them to fly there. You know, even if it's this whole thing of like, well, they might not have wanted to or whatever. No one ever said they asked. No one ever asked them, did they? We never saw Gandalf send a butterfly or whatever to talk to the eagles. We never saw anyone ask anything of the eagles. So could you at least have asked? And if they said no because they're stupid, fine. That's, that's a conflict you can't help. But nobody asked them. Nobody said anything to them. Therein lies the issue that I have with this. It's a super simple solution, barely an inconvenience. Ask them if they want to do it. And maybe they would have said yes. And then there you go. You saved tons of lives. Tons of lives right there. Next up, guys, uh, is the Terminator movies. So, um, Terminator movies, those of you who don't know, we'll do a little recap here, uh, is essentially in the future, uh, machines have taken over the world. This place called Skynet has taken over and developed these Terminators who are out there to kill humans. Uh, essentially, the thing for the machines is that they don't want humans to be alive. Uh, they they want to stop them. Uh, they want to you know kill them. And... Uh, you know, that's that's the whole thing of it, right? So if these humans is the enemy and they just want the humans to die, what happens is uh, later on in, in time, the, the humans are starting to fight back. They're starting to really become a nuisance to the machines, um, really fight back with them. And not, it's not really that the machines just have the entire upper hand, right? The entire advantage. Because John Connor is the leader of the resistance, the leader of the humans, and uh, really starts to teach people how to fight back against these machines. So, the machines have an issue on their hands. Well, they develop this uh, device that allows them to go back in time. What are they going to do? They're going to go back in time and they're going to kill John Connor, the leader of the resistance, the leader of the humans. Okay. So the entire movie takes place about that. Um, essentially, the humans get there right after the Terminator was sent back. They send a person back to combat the Terminator. And it's this entire war to... Well, it's not to kill John Connor. It's it's to kill his mom, right? So they send this back to kill John Connor's mom before he's even born. Or, uh, yeah, before he's even born. And so that's what this movie is about, right? Really cool concept. Great, great sense of, you know, like fate and you know destiny and and all these different types of things like like really makes it kind of captivating really great uh you know movie of its its decade um or of its uh yeah decade right not century yeah decade um great movie of its time really good um here's the issue though guys these are robots these are machines these are organisms that we created, artificial intelligence, that processes at the speed of light. They process things very fast, very quickly, very rational, uh, because that's all there is is logic to what they think. There's no emotion there. Uh, there's no errors and faults in how they're doing things, because it's all scientifics and numbers-based, right? Which would mean that they wouldn't miss little answers or solutions to things. However, they did. Okay, and I believe this also makes the movies kind of inaccurate. If you're the Terminators, if you are the machines, and you're sending back a Terminator back in time to kill 
the mother of the leader of the resistance, John Connor. I have a problem with this because you're machines. You understand and know things better than than humans would, essentially, right? You you would know better, right? So if you're in the future, why in the heck would you go back to that time period? You're trying to preserve your future. And so the thought is that, you know, in these movies, it's thought that you change something in the past, it changes the future. Not like Tomorrow War or something like that. You know, it actually changes the future. But why wouldn't you go even further back? If all it is is eliminating John Connor, why wouldn't you send a Terminator all the way back in time to the the Old West or, you know, a time that there's literally nothing that could stop this Terminator? No cars, no big giant machines. I mean, you could, you could run it over with a train, but that's probably not going to stop it at all. So take it back to the Old West and kill the person that she descends from. I mean, they're machines. They're, they can process things through databases and things like that. They would have easily been able to find out who that was back in the day, you know, tracing it back with genetics. So why didn't they just do that? And then that would have solved this entire situation for the machines. They would have killed the lineage of John Connor, and and, and then, you know, they would have accomplished their goal. So to me, that's really stupid that they didn't do that in the first place. Um, they should have went back much further in time where there was nothing that could have stopped the Terminator. He could have accomplished his goal. Very simple. Um, you know, super easy, barely an inconvenience for him. He could have just easily done that. But instead, they sent him to a time period where there are ways for him to be destroyed uh, with you know various types of engineering and machines and factories and things like that. And so why wouldn't you just send him back even before that? I mean, all you have to do is go back, you know, even just one age before that, you know, one, one set of, you know, go back and kill the grandparents, go back and kill his grandparents, because even back then the technology would be even less. So, I mean, it just gives you more of an advantage. So I think it's kind of ridiculous that they only went that far back. They could have done it differently and had much better results. So yeah, that's a super simple solution for the Terminators to end up accomplishing what they wanted to. Now, Tomorrow War is the last movie we're going to talk about here, guys. Tomorrow War is a great movie. If you have not seen it on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, please watch that film. Very great movie starring Chris Pratt. Um, I, I highly encourage you to watch it. Um, really great plot, uh, good character development, great acting. Uh, the CGI is very good. Um, if these are the types of movies Amazon's going to be putting out uh, moving forward, this is awesome. I'm super excited for it. So, um, that being said, uh, spoiler alerts are coming, so if you want to pause, watch that movie first, here's your chance. Okay, we gave you fair warning. So essentially, uh, in this, the goal is that people are, are sent back from the past, or sent back in the past from the future, and they are there to help win this war in the future, right? That's what they're told. They're told that they're going back in time to help win a war in the future, and so they're sending thousands and thousands of people into the future to try and combat and win a war against these against these creatures well 
it turns out later in the film that one of the leaders of the humans in the future says that it was never the goal to win the war here in the future. We know our time is limited. Our goal was to send you back in time with a uh, anti like a, a virus that would kill off these creatures before it even started. So your past could be saved, not our future, right? If that's the whole case the entire time, why didn't you just send everybody from your future into the past and take a squad out to Russia? And go blow up all of Russia. Go kill everything out there so that these things were dead. Like, seriously, you couldn't figure that out in the future when, you know, some some high school teachers figured it out in the past? That that makes zero sense. So, easily, could have been super easy, barely need convenient solution if they would have just sent people into the past to kill the aliens before they spread on the planet. That would have been super easy. Super easy. Barely any convenience. So that would have fixed the entire issue. And the entire story would have been you know, nullified. Because you didn't even need the virus. What'd they do at the end. When they ran out of virus. They blew up the freaking ship. That's all you had to do. Bomb the thing. Blow it up. Nuke it. There you go. And then you're done. So yeah. That is a super easy. Um, barely any convenience answer. To the solution. Of Tomorrow War's conflict. So. Uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, we will wrap things up today. Aurora's getting ready for her walk, and uh, we'll take her on that so she can get uber tired uh, a little later um, and fall asleep. But we have another podcast to record uh, before we do that on the Sports Channel as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. Uh, maybe it got you thinking a little bit about some of these movies, and now maybe they're not as credible. Maybe you don't really enjoy them as much. That's not the goal of this. Uh, the goal is just to make you think a little more outside the box, and hopefully uh, movies in the future that are being made don't have these situations because the more complex it is, the more you can't figure out a super simple solution, the more captivating the movie is, I think. Uh, so when we find these things out, it definitely does take away from these movies a little bit. But it's great to, to be able to think about it. And in the future, you know, hopefully these, these types of things don't happen. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear uh, on the podcast, an episode you want us to do. Uh, we're going to have some new content uh, coming out again next week. But please like, share, subscribe. You have a Facebook, email below. Reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like to see uh, to make it more entertaining for you out there as well. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, have a great week. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.